Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Get in the know. Non-stop Viking stock. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. I, I, th- I think he's staying. I think he's staying because trading him, unless you do get some sort of a superstar level guy that creates a ton of excitement and gets ownership to say, we understand that it's going to be difficult to get the most out of this right away. That secures Mike Zimmer and Rick Spielman for another year. I mean, I I hate to be this cynical about it, but I've been covering the sport for 20 years. There's an element of what decision is more likely to get me fired. And if you if you trade Kirk Cousins and you don't have a great replacement, you're more likely to get fired after this year. Yeah. Kirk Cousins is more likely to save Mike Zimmer and Rick Spielman. You know, okay. I didn't I didn't think I was going to rant off the top here for you guys, but like. Not to kill the messenger, that was uh, Pro Football Talk Live, Florio and Chris Sims talking about Kirk Cousins, Mackie, Judd, Declan, it's Purple Daily here. You know how you fix that problem? Because I agree, what Mike Florio just said is a lot of coaches and executives, they do their job with the eye on like not getting fired in a league where everyone gets fired. But you know how you can, you can avoid that? If you're ownership, you can come in and say, guys, the bar for whether or not you get fired is not making the playoffs. It's winning a Super Bowl. And if you can present to me a plan, whether it involves Kirk or not, I want to see a plan that wins the Super Bowl. And so getting to 10 and 6 might still get you fired, just so you guys know, if you whiff in the first round and don't get to the Super Bowl. Set your bar higher, owners of the NFL and the Wilfs Super Bowl. So when the Wilfs bought this team in 2005, they came here as having grown up as huge fans of the Giants. And they had watched... The Giants go through good and bad. And then at that time, the Giants had really, uh, for a long time at that point, settled into the sweet spot of being consistently competitive. Mm -hmm. And the Wilfs said, we want to be like the Giants, which is consistently a good team. Um, Unfortunately for the Vikings, what they have not achieved and what the Wilfs expected was this part. The Giants are consistently competitive. And then once at that point, what, every five to 10 years would sort of pop and go to a Super Bowl. And sometimes they'd win that, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think that's where where the plan, which originally sounded like a pretty good plan, just to be consistently good, has fallen apart, which is you are still yet to go now in, what, 16 years of owning this team to a Super yeah, Bowl. It's crazy. And so the so now, now I think what the Wills should do is is go back to that original goal revisit it and say hold on a second here we have been ordinarily consistently competitive but 
how do we get to a Super Bowl? Yep. Like and it has to be a new question and a new era of of thinking towards that goal. And that is a great setup for our discussion today, which is going to be powered by our friends at Corona Hard Seltzer here. Um, a prominent NFL analyst has called Kirk Cousins the emperor of garbage time. <laughs> and we're going to discuss objectively, objectively whether that's fair or not. That's a great word. After we cheers a Corona Hard Seltzer, Declan. Before I have any objective conversation, I always think, well, hold on here. Before I, I, I need to have the right mindset. So let me grab a Corona Hard Seltzer. Let's have an objective discussion, an objective thought process on how I want to handle this situation. This can work for Kirk Cousins. It can work in your relationships. It can work in a lot of avenues. Listen, honey, we need, we need to talk and have an objective conversation okay. about our relationship. Hold on, oh, hold, on. Oh, hold on. Let me let me just slide you over a little blackberry lime. Crack it open. All right, now open the vein. What did I do wrong this time? Because Corona Hard Seltzer is the only hard seltzer made with Pure Beach vibes, with a refreshing splash of fruit flavors such as tropical lime, mango, cherry. And blackberry lime Corona Hard Seltzer is a tasty spike sparkling water with a splash of natural fruit flavor that allows you to enjoy the moment. In each can, Corona Hard Seltzer has zero carbs, zero sugar, ninety calories, and is gluten free. Relax responsibly. Corona Hard Seltzer spike sparkling water with natural flavors, imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, yeah. Illinois. So Mike Tanier, who uh, who currently writes for Pro Football Network, and he's also one of the original Football Outsiders analytics guys too. So he's a prominent football analytics writer. And he posted this article today with the headline, Minnesota Vikings quarterback Kirk Cousins is the emperor of garbage time. That's a such a great headline. That is, I don't even. The emperor? You could stop right there. You've got me. That headline's fantastic. I'd like to know what, what his process was that led him to the word emperor of garbage. King <laughs> of garbage time. Yeah. Emperor is the best. So, Leader or something, yeah, yeah. Emperor, no, I but I mean, he came, he came up with definitively the best word possible: emperor of garbage time. So, um, even just the definition, quick of emperor, a sovereign ruler of great power and rank, especially one ruling an empire. So, yes, I I think that's pretty damn good. That also could easily be a band name. Yeah, emperor of emperor garbage, garbage time is a good band name. It. That's a quality. You like that? You like that? I love it. Yeah, they they would they would just be a Creed cover band, right? <laughs> <laughs> with arms wide open. All right, so garbage time is defined. wide open. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, garbage time defined in this article. He writes, garbage time is like pornography. It's hard to define, but we all know it when we see it. That's a great line, too. For our purposes, garbage time is when a team is trailing by 16 points or more in the second half of a game. All right. And that's kind of it. Like when you, when you think back to Kirk, it's not that Kirk never performs well in, and I've got some numbers on that too. It's the Packers game week one. Yeah. We're okay. Now they're kind of down by double digits and yeah. like uh, now they're, now they're underdogs. And so he's going to, he's going to fire it back up. You've been on this for three years, right? He did this in Washington too. So here are the quarterbacks who threw the most passes in garbage time situations last year. Gardner Minshew, Gardner Minshew had like 120 or something attempts in garbage time because they were always in garbage time. Yeah. <laughs> Nick Mullins with the Niners, Drew Locke, who's Declan's guy, Matt Stafford, and Kirk Cousins. This is the write-up. Kirk Cousins is the emperor of garbage time. The Vikings quarterback completed 74% of his passes for a league-high seven touchdowns when trailing by 16-plus points last year. You would expect nothing less. One cannot become the Kirk Cousins without the gift of being able to throw a touchdown just before the two-minute warning of a 52-33 to loss. See Week 16 against the Saints. Over the last three seasons, Kirk has completed a whopping 76% of his garbage time passes 
for 13 touchdowns. It's almost as if the Vikings quarterback sees a prevent defense at the at the end of a loss, rubs his palms together eagerly and proclaims, time to make my money. Somehow, Cousins' employers are always fooled by the statistical padding and sign up for another overpriced tour of duty. Wow. Yikes. Wow. Oof. That is as much of a hatchet job as I've probably ever read. We've been critical of Kirk Cousins, but like Mike Tanyer just came in and burned the house down. Is what he wrote fair, Judd? I don't think that this is a black and white conversation, and I don't think this calls for a yes or no answer. I think that what he wrote in a sense is very fair because he can statistically back up what, what he wrote. So there's something there. I mean, we've all seen Kirk do it. We've all seen Kirk um, be the, again, emperor of garbage time. I would say this about Kirk. I, when it comes to Kirk's play, I think there's always been a feeling from my end without looking at statistics. So just the eyeball test of watching Kirk Cousins play that often, not all the time, because nothing is all the time, that often we see Kirk thrive when the pressure is basically dialed down and it's like, well, the game's probably done now, right? Or you're playing and, the Jaguars. And and yeah, and I will take you, I will take you to what I will always consider to be exhibit A of the stress is incredibly high. This is incredibly difficult. And Kirk basically puts both hands firmly around his neck and chokes. That's the game. Um, I believe it was DeFilippo's last game as OC in Seattle. The backwards pass to Latavius Murray with Adam Thielen literally by a boom mic saying, "Throw me the bleeping ball." Yeah, and that that's a that is a that is the definition of small sample size. But that is where I always go when it comes to far too often when the when the pressure is big. But yeah, I mean this guy this guy did his research, backed up his work, and to dismiss, which I'm sure some folks will do. What what he wrote as just Kirk bashing, you hate Kirk, everybody hates Kirk, doesn't really look at what we should be examining. Yep. I'm actually going to defend Kirk here for a minute and just say that I think this article makes it sound like the only thing he's good at is garbage time. He is the emperor of garbage time. There's no denying that when you complete like 76% of your passes over the course of three years in garbage time, that you are clicking on all cylinders in garbage time. And so you can call him the emperor of garbage time. But you know what? Like, Tom Brady doesn't play in garbage time very often, but I'm guessing he's probably pretty good at garbage time too. So I think the, my only beef with this article as a Kirk criticizer myself is that it makes it sound like the only thing that he's good at is garbage time. Um, like you could go back and look at his last, what his last 10 or 11 games last year after the bye, And he was good objectively in just most situations. He didn't really have meltdowns in the second half of last season. Now, what you could do if you wanted to, you could take Mike Tanier's premise and say, right, but the season was garbage time because you were one in five, right? Or one in six, yep. whatever you were. So could you could actually five. apply the theory to like the macro of the season and say, oh, of course, once he throws right. 11 picks in the first month and a half and they're one in five and the season's basically over. Yes. Now the pressure's off and he starts to play well. So it actually kind of fits from that perspective too. <laughs> but I would love to give you guys Four Kirk Cousins stats that tell a real story about him, both good and bad, and get your thoughts on these one by one. Okay. Because I have done some digging as well, and we've talked about a couple of these peripherally on the show. Um, but but it's not like Judd said; it's not black and white. It's there's no such thing as in all situations. It's this. 
I think some people some people hear Kirk criticism and think you're saying he never does well in the clutch. Look, what about the Saints game? Okay, yeah, he was awesome in the Saints game when he needed to be. He threw that 40 yard dime to Adam Thielen and no one's taking that away from him. It's just that he does that less often than other quarterbacks do, which we'll get to in a second. But stat number one, Kirk Cousins is somewhere between the 10th and 15th best quarterback in the NFL, according to the all encompassing stats and metrics that matter the most that like take into account context and opponent and garbage time. And they sort of wrap it up into a ranking in QBR. He was 18th last year. Football Outsiders has him 13th on average over the last three years and as high as 10th. So, again, between 10th and 15th. Mm-hmm. And Pro Football Focus has him 10th on average over the last three years and 10th last year. So, PFF 10th, Football Outsiders 13th on average. QBR had him a little bit lower, 18th last year. And so, stat number one is Kirk Cousins is somewhere between the 10th and 15th best quarterback in the NFL according to these numbers. And we've said that for how long now? Three years? That, that he, he he is. He is a fringe. He's the definition. Um, and I don't care if it's the statistical test, the eyeball test. I don't care. He is the definition of a fringe top 10 QB. The only, the only thing where I think Kirk actually really thrives as far as, as if you're a fan, embrace him, is if he is, my guess, the quarterback for your Fantasy football team. My guess is that be, be, he's actually not a good fantasy quarterback. Really? Because I would guess the garbage time things would really help you out. But anyway, as far as we're concerned, that there is nothing you said. There is zero that you said that surprises me. And I'm like, well, hold on a second. He is, he should be a 21st. No, he shouldn't. Or he should be a definitive seventh. No, he shouldn't. Yeah. He is a fringe on his best day, I think. He is a fringe top 10 QB. Yep. And I think. We can all sort of agree. I don't. I, there are some fringe people that think he's a lot worse than that, and there's some fringe people that think that no, he's like the sixth best quarterback. But if you take those fringes out, I think the majority of people agree. Yeah, yeah he's like a fringe. He's between tenth and fifteenth, kind of depending on the opponent and the day and the uh, and the and the season, whatever. But then I think that the disagreement there comes from how much you value a fringe top ten quarterback. I personally look at it and I say I'm not going to celebrate that. The goal is to win a Super Bowl. We are too complacent with just being good enough. How many teams with a fringe top 10 quarterback have won the Super Bowl? Well, usually if you have a fringe top 10 quarterback and you win the Super Bowl, that quarterback makes a lot less than 15 to 20% of the salary cap, right? Mm -hmm. So I look at it, like some people look at it and say, why are you ripping him? He's a fringe top 10 quarterback. And I say, well, there's only 32 teams in the league. I'm looking to win a Super Bowl. I'm not going to celebrate it. He makes too much money and he's not. If he was the fourth best quarterback, all right. Let's do it. If he was the fifth best, sixth best. But if he, so, so, and Kirk should be, if this league worked like it should, and it doesn't, Kirk should be at the very top of the middle class of quarterback uh, pay. That, that's where he belongs, but it doesn't exist. Yeah. So, so the problem is this, this discussion always falls into the realm of what does he give you versus what is he paid against your cap? Uh, if there, if there was a middle class, and Kirk hit the ceiling, which he should, of that class, um, our conversations would be, I think, drastically different. And I actually think that a ton of our shows would, would be wiped out because at that point in time, it'd be fine, yep. right? Because you could go get him a guard. That'd be no problem. Here's a guard. Here's a tackle. Here's a defensive tackle. But where does this all come home to roost? It's where he's paid. 
he's paid like a top, basically he has paid top eight QB for sure. And the problem is he falls outside that spectrum. And that's where this gets juicy. Yep. Uh, Kirk Cousins, here's stat number two. Cause, cause offensive line is a problem. Pass protection is a problem. And to compound it, stat number two, Kirk Cousins was terrible under pressure last year, according to pro football focus. And he's under pressure a lot. So 51% completions and a 72 passer rating, which was 17th in the NFL. Now in the previous two seasons, when under pressure, he was, uh, he was seventh and eighth in passer rating. So he was a lot better. He was a top 10 quarterback under pressure the previous two seasons. Now last year, the best under pressure quarterbacks, according to pro football focus, were Justin Herbert, number one. He had a 100 passer rating under pressure. That's remarkable. Rookie contract in four more years. Mm -hmm. Matt Stafford, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson. So some Hall of Famers in there and some mobile guys that that you would expect to be able to get away from pressure. And so when you're not great under pressure, both, both types of pressure, like magnitude pressure and actual pressure, and you're pressured a lot, that's not his fault. Um, those are, those are tough. Now, stat number three kind of plays into stat number two. And this is one that no one talks about. Stat number three, nobody talks about. Kirk Cousins allows more self-induced pressures, according to Pro Football Focus, than any other non-mobile quarterback in the league. Last year, Kirk, Kirk was credited with 16 self-induced hits, tops in the NFL by, by any quarterback, mobile or non-quarterback. Yep. Meaning that like when you're doling out, okay, whose fault was it that he got hit on that play? Was it the, was it Dozier's fault? Was it Riley Reeves fault? One time per game on average, more than any quarterback in the league. Yep. Pro football focus said he either held onto the ball too long or he like strafed his way into a hit or did something on his own. That wasn't the fault of an offensive lineman. And he took 16, what I would deem to be fairly unnecessary hits. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, some of them you might've hung in the pocket or something. Uh, and threw a ball in the field. Or got stripped of the ball because of it. He also allowed 27 self-induced pressures last year, which was eighth most in the NFL, behind seven mobile quarterbacks. The guys ahead of him are like Mahomes, Watson, yep. Wilson, guys who run themselves into pressure sometimes. Now, by running themselves into pressure, they're also like opening up a lot more big plays by keeping plays alive, and so it's worth the risk-reward. So 27 self-induced pressures by Kirk Cousins last year. Tom Brady, by comparison, only had eight. He's less mobile than Kirk Cousins, but he's he's great in the pocket, he can at, avo the pocket. at avoiding pressure and sensing pressure, et yes. cetera. Yes. And you've kind of been beating on that drum for a few years. Yeah, watching he problems. Yeah, he, he, he plays like a guy who thinks that the majority of his line is really good. And and he needs, but I mean, th this he needs a little more panic in his but, life. But what is it, but guys? What does this all get back to? It gets back to a very simple, fundamental thing that I believe to be true since Kirk was a young boy, and that's Kirk. It's not your fault, Kirk. It's not you. Should have a clean pocket, Kirk. You deserve a clean pocket. Damn it! This is that. This is your buddy Dakota's fault. Um, and when you don't have that chip in your brain, and he clearly does not, and it ain't coming. He's never going to find it. This is not something that I can that you can practice. When you don't have the chip in your brain that says you've got to move, you've got, got to slightly move and or just get rid of the damn ball. Um, this is going to be the problem. And this is why, again, if Kirk Cousins is at the top of a middle class of salary structure that does not exist and I could afford to get him the, the offensive line that um, his parents tell me he deserves so richly, then you know what? This isn't a problem, but it is. 
There's not, and but Phil, what's incredible is you are going down um, stats. I have not heard some, and zero surprised me so far. Yeah, like some of these like, validate the eye test, don't right? They? But like you're you, but ordinarily by now you, you would have hit on one, and I'd be like, really? This next one's not going to case shock in you. point. Herbert, right? Like yeah. I would never think a rookie was number one under pressure. That's pretty nuts. Yeah. So Justin Herbert, when pressured last year, completed. 57% of his passes, which is very good. You're not mm-hmm. going to see guys completing like 75%. Yep. 57% of his passes, 13 touchdowns, two interceptions, 1,400 yards. Yeah. Pretty amazing. But that surprises me. Yep. So this one's not going to surprise you either. This is the fourth and final and maybe most important one, unfortunately. When the game is on the line, Kirk Cousins doesn't play well more often than not. It's not a black and white. It's not that he never plays well. It's not look at what, see, you guys eat your words, right? It's more often than not, he doesn't play well. Here are the numbers. When the game is on the line since joining the Vikings three years ago, fourth quarter or overtime, inside six minutes, trailing by two scores or less. Okay. Is that fair? Fourth quarter overtime. Yep. Six minutes or less. Absolutely. Trailing by two scores or less. Yes. He has a 65 passer rating. It's 40th in the NFL. Five and a half yards per attempt. Also 40th mm-hmm. and a 56% completion percentage. Now, there have been some instances where he rises up, most notably the Saints playoff game, the, the throw to Thielen, or the Jaguars Panthers games of the season, or the Broncos game. The Broncos game from two years ago where they were down by 20 points, right? Mm-hmm. The best quarterbacks over the last three years with the game on the line, Deshaun Watson, number one. He's a passer rating over 100, almost 110. Drew Brees, Pat Mahomes is third. Tom Brady is fourth. And Ryan Tannehill is actually in the mix uh, right there with Carson Wentz at fifth. So you can sit here and like, I know people have thrown out, but like early in the fourth quarter and that's fine. And like that counts for him. But when the game is on the line, fourth quarter overtime inside six minutes trailing by two scores or less we need a touchdown and then probably another touchdown right if you're down by double digits or something yep it's crunch time things aren't perfect because you're clearly losing we need you to fix it the guys who fix it are Deshaun Watson Drew Brees Pat Mahomes Tom Brady surprisingly Carson Wentz yeah that does that surprised <laughs> me as well probably more in the first two years of that three-year sample sure and uh and one of the guys who is the worst at fixing it is Kirk Cousins over that stretch doesn't mean he never fixes it. Just means that he's bad at fixing it compared to other quarterbacks. And so here's where the discussion gets a little bit difficult, too. So Kirk Cousins has every right when the Vikings come to him and say, can we do something with that uh, contract before the third day of the league year? Because your 2022 contract cap wise is going to be 45 million and that's going to kill us. March 19th, mark it on your calendars. That's the date. He has every, he has every right in, in a league where the players I think are often treated like crap. He has every right to say, absolutely not. Nope. You gave me a, an extension. I'm not going to continue to help you. Um, as far as Kirk, the, the employee, good for you. Okay. As far as Kirk, the, you're a piece of the puzzle here. And you just laid out a lot of statistics that say he is a piece of the puzzle. He is not the key piece. He's just a piece. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as constructing a roster and personnel and salary cap, you are, by doing what you're going to do, if you are a Vikings fan or a team employee, you are being put into a terrible situation by a guy who's not going to justify being the highest paid quarterback cap hit wise in the entire league. Mm-hmm. And so that's where this all collides. Because you know what? 
as far as a player goes and, and as far as, as what Kirk is doing to the Vikings financially, they deserve what they get. They did this. Um, but if you are running the team or you're a fan of the team, you're going to say to yourself, really? That's really the the uh, potential fallout? And the answer is yes. Yeah. I, I think like we did a so, pretty deep dive into this on Mackie and Judd today, but I think it's worth getting into a little bit more here. Like what you just said is not being highlighted enough in that the March 19th date, just to be crystal clear here, okay, the March 19th date, not only is Kirk Cousins' $31 million cap hit, I mean, it's guaranteed for this year because, like, they're going to go forward with it. There's no reason to restructure it. I mean, they could restructure this year and get it get a third year. But, like, the most important thing here is on March 19th, his 2022 cap number of $45 million, which is the most in the NFL among quarterbacks, locks in. And so you either have to then ride it out and pay Kirk Cousins more money than any quarterback in the NFL currently is set to make in 2022, or you have to find a way to extend him and smooth that number down and into 2023-24. So now you're committing to age 35-36. You're staring at a decision in the next three weeks that could define the next four years of your franchise. And it's almost like, I don't know if it's just like not on people's radars. But I don't or- understand how it's not. Like it's the most important thing to this franchise. It is the most important talking point that's about to hit them. And and if they have, I mean, from all in- indications from what we have read and heard, it sounds like they have approached Kirk and Kirk told him buzz off. So that that's where I'm like, if this was a, I don't know yet, right? Then it's like, okay, they'll probably do this. Blah, blah. But if he has truly said, and, and I mean, he did without saying it directly, he basically told uh, Fl- Florio at the Super Bowl, I'm happy where I am. Like, I'm happy with, with my contract. If he's told him no, this is going to become a major storyline. And again, I will refer you to the fact that $45 million on a cap that's not going to go up as much as we thought is going to be the highest for any quarterback. So we're talking Watson, Rodgers, yeah. Will. I mean, you go through. Dude, here's the, here's the, list. the list. It's Kirk, Kirk Cousins 40. This is for 2022. This locks in on March 19th in three weeks. Kirk Cousins, $45 million. Now it locks in. It can be restructured, but it locks like. You can, if you cut his, him, you eat a bunch of money. You can get rid of that number. His no then carries a ton of weight. Yep. $45 million cap hit in 2022. Yep. Now, Matt, Matt Ryan is sitting at $41 million with the Falcons. That's a problem, too, for them. Good luck with that. Deshaun Watson, $40 million. Aaron Rodgers, $40 million. Russell Wilson, $37 million. Ryan Tannehill, $34. Pat Mahomes, $31. That thing, that long-term contract kind of has ebbs and flows with the cap hits. So think about that in two years from now. The Kansas City Chiefs will be paying $15 million less to the cap for maybe the greatest quarterback we've ever seen. And you're expecting to win a Super Bowl? Yeah. Like, you got to fix it. You either have to trade him, restructure, like, if he's you told you to no, you do. This. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A quarterback who's going to be with his team for a long time and cares consistently restructures. Brady did it constantly. The Patriots smoothed that contract over seemingly every year, Phil. So like he all, but at that time he basically said, I want to win or try to win. Um, so the difference here is a lot of guys that you just went through cap wise for 2022 will either probably not be with their teams, i.e., you know, um, the Falcons, Ryan could be gone by then. Yeah. Or they'll agree to restructure. That's the, so for people who 
are saying, well, Cousins will do the same. What we're telling you is he's basically told them, no, I won't. Yeah. So this, you know, I, listen, I get it. Like some people think that we're just Kirk Cousins haters here. It's not black and white. If it's, it's not black and white. Don't paint us as black and white either. We are bringing up real legitimate issues performance wise. We're not ignoring the offensive line. We're not ignoring the defense. Those things need to be fixed as well. But when you have the most important player on your roster making that much money the next couple of years, it affects the team's ability to, this is a team game and there's a greater goal beyond Kirk Cousins filling fantasy numbers. It's to win a Super Bowl. And I, so, and I want an emperor of garbage time t-shirt <laughs> as soon as possible. Let's print the shirts. I like it. So Somebody get let's me let's the damn the t-shirt. We yep. got it. Golf USA's golf show sale is going on right now. 10,000 golf items discounted to the best prices of the year. Used equipment 50% off. Golf USA has brought their amazing golf show deals back to the store for the biggest sale of the year. Inventory is limited, so get in early for the best selection. Over 10,000 golf items discounted to the best prices of the year. All used equipment 50% off. Don't miss out. Head out right now to Golf USA's golf show sale. Golf USA in Eden Prairie at the corner of Prairie Center and Flying Cloud Drive. Boys, that's not all on today's episode. That's not all. I want to mock. We've got a Mel Kuyper 2.0 to get to here in just a second. After we shout out our friends at Federated Mutual Insurance Company, where they've been helping business owners for over 100 years. My Shield is uh, is the product and the, the service that they've recently launched to help you business owners out there. The online client destination for risk management resources. Think about how helpful it would be for you to have employee training at your fingertips, industry resources that can help your business reach another level of success. That's where Federated comes in. You can find out more about the great folks and Minnesotans at Federated by going to federatedinsurance.com, click on My Shield, or download the app. And remember, at Federated, it's our business to protect yours. Also, our friends at Whamatech are helping you with your broken down phone, tablet, or laptop. How so? Well, let me tell you. At whamatech.com, that's W-A-M-A-T-E-K.com, you don't have to break the bank because Whamatech sources their own pre-owned devices and passes savings directly onto you when it comes to pre-owned cell phones, tablets, and laptops, whatever you need. You can even trade your old device in for cash. Buy, sell, trade in. Whamatech.com, W-A-M-A-T-E-K.com. You guys ready to mock here? Let's, Let's do, do it. it. I want to mock. Mock! All right, boys. I'm going to pop this up here. Tell me if you can see it. Ho, 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 ho. Hold on. Wait. Wait. Did this I, is exclusive wait. paid content. I'm, I'm, we might get in trouble for this, did but I, don't tell anybody. Did I see that, those last two words right? Mel, wait. No, this can't be. Mel Kuyper, three trades? That's right. What is, what's you're, going on? You're staring at history here, folks. What in the name of Bill Polian is going on here? This <laughs> is the first time in Mel Kuyper's three-plus decades as the top mocker on earth that he has included trades in his mock draft. And he explains here, my second mock for the 2021 NFL draft includes a first. This is the first time in my history of doing mock drafts that I'm going to project trades in my projection of picks one through 32. So he's going to recklessly speculate on the reckless speculation? Dude, he's next level right now. Whoa. He adds, I've always stayed away because it's impossible to know how teams will maneuver what offers they could get. But this quarterback class is too good. I wanted to find fits for the top five quarterbacks in the class. So I, <laughs> after, so listen to this. So after I waived the no trades clause for Todd McShay's latest oh, mock draft. Yeah, he told oh, McShay wow. what's what. I figured it was time to make a few deals myself. You'll find explanations. Yeah. 
So you think, well, Mel's going to dive in, right? And just maybe make one trade. No, he makes three or four <laughs> trades in the first like nine picks. This is a man that does not want to go off into the sunset. So he's got Trevor Lawrence <laughs> going to the Jacksonville Jaguars. And then he's got a trade. <laughs> We've got a trade. Well, after he told Todd that he could make trade. Todd, 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 you can Todd, make trade. Todd, 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 Todd. Actually, where's the, uh, I got to find that sounder here, Dex. Oh. So what's, where's the ESPN sounder for one uh, day? The, the draft chime? There it is. There you go. We have a trade. The Falcons trade up to get the number two overall pick. And with that pick, they select Zach Wilson, the BYU kid. Okay, but Zach he goes Wilson's to them, guy. so he is Matt Ryan's replacement. Yep. Not not necessarily right away, though, because Matt Ryan's going to make $40 oh, million dollars or something. Inter- we'll interesting. Or maybe they find a way to trade Matt Ryan. Dolphins take Devontae Smith. Jets take Kyle Pitts because they moved down from two to four. So, so Darnold remains the Jets starting quarterback. Yep. Get him a weapon there. Okay. Or maybe they trade for Deshaun Watson later. I don't know. True. I don't know what, Mel, what Mel's doing here. Uh, Panay Sewell to the Bengals to help protect Joey Burrow. Jamar Chase to the Eagles. Yep. And then we have point. another trade. San Francisco shakes up the draft in a trade with the Lions. And selects Justin Fields with the seventh overall pick. Oh, wow. the, oh, Shanny's moved on. <laughs> the Kirk dream is dead. Amazing. Boy, if if San Francisco offers a first round pick for Kirk Cousins and the Vikings say no, everyone should be fired. <laughs> All right, Carolina taking I was the Mac one called, Jones. Called for people to be fired when the show started. Remember that? It is mostly you. Carolina taking Mac Jones at number eight. That seems like a bit of a stretch. Yeah, but I, don't love, I don't love that one, but I don't like it. They're desperate. They want to get rid of Declan's guy, Teddy. This is maybe the biggest one. The Patriots trading up with the Broncos here to get Trey Lance wow. with the number nine overall pick. I kind of love that. Kind of love Bill Belichick moving up, mm-hmm. get that quarterback in the future. What are the Broncos doing at quarterback then? Jalen Waddle, 11 to the Giants. We're going to scroll through here. And then we get to 14 with the Vikings. Yeah. Make the same pick that he had them in his 1.0. Come on, Mel. Elijah Vera Tucker, offensive no. lineman on, from Mel. USC. Why do I got to do us like that, Mel? Or you, what? Eat your broccoli. The Vikings need an offensive lineman. The top five was so much fun, and now I get down I to 14. Old school Mel here. He says, I'll stick with Vera Tucker here because of the versatility. He played guard before moving to left tackle for USC last season. He impressed there and rocketed up draft boards. I think he'll probably stick at tackle in the NFL. We know Coach Mike Zimmer will always push for the Vikings to draft a defender. This could also be a spot for a pass rusher or a defensive back. Yeah, so there it is. He's probably right. All right. So that's that's the that's the sort of the boring meat and potatoes broccoli selection. Mel making trades is a this is a big day in Bristol, Connecticut. Congrats on Mel jumping yeah. into the reckless yeah. speculation. Odds that Mel was told by his employer, you know, Mel, we are really beefing up our uh, our draft pool here. We just signed the guy at the draft Miller was just guy. signed by us. But, I mean, you're fine if you don't want to make trades. And we don't need your next mock for about three weeks. Yeah, don't worry about it. You're but I'm supposed to do my next. But I'm supposed to do my next mock. And no, no, Mel, it's okay. Yeah, Matt Miller over here made nine trades in the first fifteen picks. But no, don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> the Vikings make it. Yeah. yeah, there's probably not going to be any trades yeah. in the draft. Don't worry about it. No, Mel's like, okay, hold on a second. Oh, here. your contract's coming up, Mel. And then Mel explained. Yeah. The best part is he explained the trades like in detail, and then he made the picks. Amazing, poor Mel. Just being forced into uncomfortable speculation. After and then and then and then to try and cover his ass, he says, "When I allowed McShay to <laughs> make trades." So that's a wrap on today's episode of Purple Daily. If you hate us because we're too negative about the starting quarterback, that's okay. You have a forum to tell us. 
in our YouTube comment section, Purple Daily Podcast on YouTube. If you listen on Apple, we appreciate a five-star rating and a positive review. It helps spread the word about the show. So go, go tell a couple friends that Purple Daily is entertaining you Vikings fans on a daily basis or making you mad on a daily basis. Could be, could be either one. We'll see you guys tomorrow.